Welcome to Mint. My name is Adam Levy, and I'm going to be showing you how the creators of today are building the communities of tomorrow by harnessing the power of Web3. This episode welcomes Charlie Crown, a talented musician, artist, and producer who's building at the intersection of where Web3 meets music. He's also on the grants committee of Audius. Uh, and the reason why I wanted to have him on is because he's exploring the treacherous roads, yet exciting roads of crowdfunding from the Ethereum community. More specifically, he's trying to raise funds for the Just Say It song that he wants to release in conjunction with uh, fans and listeners that love and adore his stuff. Um, he's already surpassed that. He's already raised about 2.77 ETH to date, but I wanted to have him on because the mechanics behind his drop were super, super unique. And I think many of you can learn from it uh, if you are exploring this route as well. Um, so without further ado, I'll let him take it away. And thanks for listening. Charlie Crown, my friend, welcome to Mint. Thank you for being on. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good, Adam. Thank you for the for the invite. Love your of, show. Of course, man. I, I appreciate you making the time. I caught a glimpse of your crowdfund okay which i did support the just say it crowdfund which we'll get into in a minute but um i tweeted on what yesterday i want to do a spontaneous episode on thursday and i recall you tweeting at me in the past for whatever reason i couldn't find that anymore and then i saw you again and i was like oh shit i should bring you on because i actually really fuck with your music and uh you're doing some pretty epic stuff so let's dive right into it okay who are you what does the world need to know about you but more specifically what were you doing before crypto? All right. Um, so, well, happy to be here. My name is Charlie Crown. Uh, that's my artist name. My name is Carlos. I'm from Colombia. Um, I work in music. I'm a producer, an artist. And, well, before crypto, I was um, making music, you know, uh, doing the regular um, artist stuff, you know, making music, releasing it, going through all the kind of like the Web2 stuff, uh, including promotion, including, you know, playlist pitching, all that stuff. And then I, I recall finding about crypto on December 2020, 2020 yeah. And then for me, it was just a, a huge rabbit hole, fell into it deep. And, and well, now I'm here. And here, we uh, are. <laughs> here we are, yeah, taking advantage of as many opportunities as I can. So what have you gotten involved with so far since December 2020? So you've bought some crypto. Obviously, you have this crowdfund. What else have you done? Uh, I've been everywhere, man. Um, I've been trying to, you know, turn every stone. Um, every time I find a new, a new application or a new protocol, I just try to find out how it works. Um, how can I use it for my project? I've been, you know, dabbling on on layer two stuff like you know mint songs on Polygon. Nice. I've been. Um, I remember at the very, very beginning, I was, you know, just getting familiar familiar with MetaMask, uh, getting familiar with with um, protocols like Uniswap, exchanging tokens, uh, buying my first NFTs on on OpenSea and and all that stuff. And then, you know, I started finding about SongCamp, Catalog um communities like music communities on on discord and you know getting involved with uh cooper uh daniel allen henry like talking cool. to them tweeting at them and you know trying to get my name out there and, and learn as much as possible those those three names are like reoccurring names <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> on mint sure. <laughs> um which i think is, is actually super awesome because 
uh, obviously Cooper, Daniel Allen, Henry, and the list, Silencia, the list goes on and on and on of people that are just like continuously pushing the space forward. So yeah, for sure. it's good to see that's also, that's also rubbing off on you. Okay. I want to talk more about like you as a musician. Okay. Um, right. I've been checking out your music. I was like bumping it as I was preparing questions for this conversation. Actually, I, I really do enjoy your stuff. I think it's great. Uh, but my Thank opinion you. is completely irrelevant. I wanted to ask you, uh, are you signed to a label? Like what's, what's your, what's your structure? What's your setup? Um, and how does that kind of translate to your experimentation in crypto? Um, at the moment I'm independent. Uh, okay. I've been trying to stay independent for a while now. Um, I like record labels. I, I respect a, a bunch of them. I've worked with them in the past. Um, I've been, I've, I've done remixes in the past with labels like ultra, uh, Sony music in the UK, uh, the Mac, uh, but for my singles and for my, like for my project, generally speaking, I've always tried my best to stay as independent as much as possible and trying, trying to, you know, um, keep control of my masters. Yeah. Uh, of course, like, you know, given, giving percentages to, to artists, featured artists and, and artists that I work with, but mm -hmm. generally speaking, I, I always try to stay independent as much as I can. Got it. Got it. So how is the independent life? It's a very general and very basic question, I know, but I ask it intentionally. And the reason I ask is because there's a ton of independent artists entering crypto, experimenting with Web3 primitives, selling NFTs, music NFTs, social tokens, etc. As an independent, how has been your journey like in crypto? What does that look like? Um, it's like it's like the Wild West, really, you know, like it's like for the first time I'm really experiencing what creative freedom might look like in in a world where creative freedom also provides the mean to to make a living with music without you know forcing myself to to fit a certain narrative or a certain genre and um i think also being independent gives you the freedom to go at the pace that you really want to go to because you know like I think in 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 music industry, given the the, the current climate, you are currently forced to like go at a certain speed. Um, and I think many artists are falling into this burnout situation where you're basically forced to release music like every three weeks or every four weeks, mm -hmm. and and that's become like really unsustainable. And for me, at least, it hinders my creativity, where 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 I'm kind of like falling into a trap of just making music because I need to put something out instead of like um, with Web3, I really can take the time to experiment and really put what I want to put out and, and also like share it with my community, um, get their thoughts or, on, on what they think about the song and kind of like really have this participative um, a scenario where fans are not just fans but they're also becoming more important um parts of the project and and kind of like can get, get them involved in in some bigger decisions you know like what song is next whether they like it or not um all that stuff so um it's definitely a, a freedom thing for me nice yeah makes makes a lot of sense uh i want to talk about like as you got into crypto, okay, as you were exploring as an independent artist, getting to the trenches of crowdfunding on Mirror, going through catalog, sound, etc., seeing all these platforms, 
what were some of your biggest concerns getting started if any oh i had i had plenty my biggest concern and well my first concern was um kind of like not having the means to you know pay gas fees and get involved on these platforms that i really wanted to get involved in and not uh being able to like being priced out basically and there's a, a lesson that I learned while getting involved with all these platforms. And, and this is a hard lesson that I learned while doing uh, and was the fact that I didn't take much time into building a community first and then, you know, deploying all this stuff on, on Web3. So I did it all the way around. So I started, you know, messing with this with these platforms first without having a... a um, a community to share with in Web3 because, and this is the like the hard truth that I learned while like the, the Mirror crowdfund was already launched was it's very, very difficult at this point in time to, to bring people from Web2 over to Web3. It's just uh, uh, like a huge investment in energy and, and time to like basically hold hands and, and bring people over. So immediately after i launched the mirror crowdfund and and similar with other platforms that i've tried before uh, it seemed like nothing was happening you know because I, I i i wasn't um i was doing it all the other way around you know yeah it makes so, makes a lot of sense yeah. where where does a lot of your energy go towards actually beyond making music like after the creative spark the creative part comes in you you have your song you have everything kind of laid out where does the rest of your energy get applied to? Just recently, I've been trying to to invest a lot of energy in in community building. Okay, and what does that um, what does that mean exactly? It's a very like general word that a lot of people like to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think uh, it gets uh, thrown out a lot in yeah. in, in Web three, but for me, it means uh, making friends, uh, connecting with people that uh, resonate with my music, and uh, the other way around, people mm -hmm. that uh, inspire me. So. For example, I've been since probably April or May, I've been really, really focused in this part of, of the journey. And, you know, I've been making really good friends with Excelencia, who's been in the in the podcast before. Yeah. Um, Henry and Daniel Allen, I've been talking to him a lot as well. And um, Cooper, uh, he was actually the one who brought me into Web3 and actually, you know, sent me over to catalog and sent me over to song camp nice. and got me involved really early. Um, so I took those lessons and, you know, I started to not only ask questions on Discord, but also if I was able to, and he knew the answer also provide help to other people and um, contribute whenever I can. So I've uh, like, um, I've been able to contribute to other artists, crowdfunds as well, uh, because I think, um, it's really important for us to to build out this community in terms of like I'm not only asking for help but I'm also being uh, put in a position where I can help others. So I think that's really important in 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 building these relationships. And you know, like also attending um, IRL events here in Miami mm -hmm. just in December was Art Vassal. So I took yeah. the advantage, and you know, attended a bunch of of NFT events and networked and and if i recognize everyone any anyone then i would say hello mm. although it's difficult you know people usually on twitter have their their 
NFTs as profile pictures. So sometimes it's hard to recognize people in yeah. real life. Really quick, Charlie, this hustle mentality of attending IRL events like conferences, meetups, yeah. uh, joining Discord communities, is that same energy and that, that hustle mentality uh, parallel to anything uh, in music? Like, do you do the same thing in the music industry with with like people you want to collab with? Like, how does that element of community building and getting your name out there in crypto translate to doing that in music? Uh, it's actually is, pretty are, similar. It is similar. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How so? Uh, well, for years before before crypto, every every March in in Miami, it's the Miami Music Week. So I remember uh, with my former manager, we don't work uh, together anymore. But we would go out to all these events and, and you know, like maybe two or three months before Miami Music Week, we would uh, be mailing other managers, artists, record labels uh, to get these um, guest passes or get into the guest list or, you know, get backstage because we were really focused on attending these events during Miami Music Week and, you know, meet uh, maybe managers and artists and, and record labels that we've worked before, but it was a really good opportunity to meet in real life. So being able to attend Art Basel for NFTs and for crypto kind of like remember, um, reminded me of the same vibe, you know, just people mm -hmm. coming together uh, with similar interests and kind of like just happy to see each other because we spent so much time online, especially, you know, with COVID and stuff like that. So it's really nice to um, put a face to the people that you interact with uh, yeah. every day on like on a daily basis. So yeah. it, it's very, very similar. Yeah. Uh, I think what you're doing is very spot on. So this is very much like the Daniel Allen strategy too. Like you want to mint something, put a pin in that and revisit it in three months and make sure you get yourself involved in community <laughs> yeah. discords, get your name out there. Because if you just put something out there, nobody knows you, how's the world going to try to buy something from you, right? And support you and collect with you and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, and I say this a lot also, it's like the best way to solidify relationships and make friends in crypto is, okay, get on Twitter, get in these communities, but the number one thing that solidifies all that is like what you just said, attending conferences, the Ethereum conferences, the Solana conferences, yeah, the local totally. meetups, all these things, they 100% translate into who, you, who you're building and like what you're trying to do and kind of getting your name out there and whatnot. So I think that also like explains the success for this crowdfund that you have going on. What it's called the, the just, the, the just say it crowdfund, right? Um, can yeah. you tell me a little bit more about that? First of all, congratulations on that. Oh, and, thank you. you know, I'll, I'll let you say the numbers and whatnot, but what is it? Okay. And why is crypto like the right way to kind of bring to life whatever it is that you're trying to do with the Just Say It crowdfund? Yeah. So so just a, just a word on, on what you said before, like mint something, put a pin on that and that stuff. Yeah. I actually did it the other way around. So I minted this stuff first and then I was like, wow, nobody's, you know, mm. contributing to this stuff. What's happening? And then like throughout the process, I discovered like, oh, wow, I needed to spend more time, you know, mm -hmm. getting my name out there, building a little bit of of, of like a group of people that yeah. know me, that like yeah. resonate with my stuff before, you know, going through that stuff. So yeah. now um, the Just Say Crowdfund um, started, of course, um, inspired by what Daniel Allen did. And because the couple or maybe three conversations that I've had with Cooper about, you know, all this stuff. So what I wanted to do was kind of like 
get my feet wet. So I, I didn't want it to do something as big as what uh, Daniel Allen did. And and also I resonated with something that he, he said before, and it's like using Web3 to fund Web2 activities because I, I, I like as much as I'd like to, to go like crypto native and go full on Web3. Uh, the reality is I have so many like goals and, and, and dreams that is still heavily rely on, on web two metrics, you know, like streams and monthly listeners and followers and all that stuff. Um, so what I did with the just hit crowdfund was I created a crowdfund to fund the release of my upcoming single, which is called just say it. And it's featuring my friend, Helen Tess. She's from, from Miami too. And, um, I asked for 2.5 ETH after, you know, like making a budget of what I usually spend on a song, um, kind of like a, with a web two strategy. So like stuff like uh, photo shoots, stuff like PR, promotion, playlist pitching, um, ads, you know, YouTube, all that stuff. But then I wanted to make it in a web three way in the sense like, okay, maybe let's make it a, a crowdfund on mirror issue tokens to to the people that back the project and then i didn't want it, the token to be like a community token because i i really wanted to have like a social token a community token but maybe farther down the line maybe this year so i didn't want it this one specifically to be mm-hmm. the community token so mm-hmm. i was like trying to figure out okay so what are people going to do um, with the token so i came up with the system where the token is meant to be burnt. So what's going to happen in the crowdfund and, and it's uh, I get now now I get into like the mechanics of the crowdfund is um, there's going to be at first of course part of the budget is going to be used to fund the release, you know, pay for mastering, promotion all the stuff that I talked before and then um, there's going to be three auctions total. So the first auction is going to be the wave file on catalog the second auction is going to happen in foundation is going to be like an alteration of the artwork but in a different in different dimensions and animated and the third one it's going to be um an auction on the glass protocol uh, which is going to be the video which mm-hmm. uh, at first is going to be only available for token holders so we're going to token gate and it's going to be like an experiment we're going to run with the guys over at glass and then after that period, um, we are going to auction the video as an NFT as well. The way I designed the, um, or the way that some of the features on Mirror are designed is uh, it made me, it made possible for me to create it in a way that when those auctions finished, I can have a percentage of those sales go directly back to the contract of the crowdfund and without ever going through me. So I thought that was like a cool experiment to do and, and, mm-hmm. and a cool thing to like maybe get people excited about it. So um, from those auctions, 90% of those auctions are is, are, um, is going back to the crowdfund. And then once that ETH is in the crowdfund, people are going to be able to claim a percentage of the of the of the ETH that's in the contract by burning their tokens. And that's also uh, one of the features that it's native to mirror. Got it. Got it. 
Actually, this is like a much more complex campaign than some of the more standard crowdfund music campaigns that we've seen out there. Why yeah, yeah. did you decide to go down this route? Um, I was always trying to figure out while I was writing the crowdfund, like uh-huh. how can I deliver more than what I'm asking for? Because like throughout the the building process, I, I was always asking myself this question about community and like who's going to back this project? Like mm-hmm. I have like some fans and some people know me over in Web2, but who is really going to put some ETH into this crowd and so yeah. like I was always like in my head was like and, and and also you know like asking myself like why am I doing this crowdfund is this just uh something that I'm doing to take advantage and 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 make some money or am I going to really build something uh that I'm proud of and and that's uh like a representation of of my my passions or my creativity and and like my goals here you know because i think web3 it's kind of like as as i've said before it's kind of like the wild west so it's like there's so many cash grabs here and there there's so many rock poles here and there and stuff like that so i wanted to to like really figure out a way in which i can deliver more than what i'm asking for so i was kind of kind of like how can I add more stuff to it and make it mm-hmm. more complex and make it more like entertaining and challenging yeah. too, you know, like build up this stuff. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm curious to see how that kind of plays out down the line because there's, yeah, a lot, there's a lot of moving parts and which makes this whole entire thing super unique and, and super exciting, which also is the reason, part of the reason why it caught my attention too. And Thank you. I'm just, I'm just going through this crowdfund right now. So, um, What's up, guys? Adam Levy here. Sorry for the quick pause. I wanted to give some love to our two NFT sponsors that are making this episode a reality. They are Coinvise and Polygon Studios. On Coinvise, you can create a personal or community-owned social token on Ethereum or Polygon. Coinvise also helps you create incentives through token rewards and bounties, NFT business models, and bot integrations for Discord. Discover more today by visiting coinvise.co. Polygon Studios is the gaming and NFT arm of Polygon, who's focused on growing the blockchain gaming and NFT industry while bridging the gap between Web 2 and Web 3 gaming. The Polygon Studios ecosystem comprises highly loved blockchain games like OpenSea, Upshot, Avagachi, Zedrun, Skyweaver, Decentraland, and Decentral Games. If you're a gamer, builder, or NFT creator looking to join the Polygon Studios ecosystem, Get started today by visiting polygonstudios.com. All right, back to the episode. I guess like when you're building the mechanics of this drop, because you have an entire list of bullet points and I want to share my screen just so everybody that's watching on YouTube can kind awesome. of see what I'm referring to really quick. Let's uh, let's do this really quick, okay? Let's share my screen. So there's a lot of like bullet points here re- regarding the mechanics, okay? Out of everything... Out of everything that you listed, what do you think is the most important point, uh, part of the mechanic that actually makes this drop unique, makes it different, and makes it eye-catching for collectors, for example? Well, I think I think there's there's maybe a couple. So okay. the first one is of course the the two auctions that are gonna happen okay. and how those sorry, three uh auctions that are gonna happen um and how they will be 
going automatically automatically on chain back to the contract without mm -hmm. you know ever going through me and then people being able to burn their tokens to to claim um their percentage of the eth that's accrued in the contract mm -hmm. and the other cool part and this was something that i added later after i launched the the crowdfund it's um the the milestones so i launched the 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 crowdfund first and then you know i started asking for feedback to friends and people over at catalog people over at mean songs and excellencia mm -hmm. you know a bunch of friends from audios as well and kind of like um one of them i remember recommended me kind of like to ask myself like how can i tie the crowdfund or or the tokens to the success of the song so right. that's where like you know the idea of the milestones came to be so like okay now we are attaching this uh crowdfund to the actual uh success of the song in web 2 so like spotify more specifically so right. i created these milestones we have uh one nft airdrop to every backer when we hit 100k on spotify then a second airdrop when it hits half a million and then the mm. million so like if mm. we hit the million then you know every bucket is going to be earth drop a total of three nfts so if we, sick. If we make it <laughs> yeah no we will make it we gotta we're all gonna make it that's how we gotta for sure for it. sure yeah uh you know what this I'm reminds sure, me sure. of it, it reminds me of like the the common example that people like to use uh when they try to explain to a normie like why nfts are important in the context of music and fandom yeah. for example and like the reoccurring example that I also like regurgitate is like, imagine you could prove that you were a listener to Juice World, right? And as, as he was kind of coming up on SoundCloud, um, whether you were in the first like a thousand listeners, 50,000 listeners, a hundred thousand yeah. listeners, right? And this kind of like solidifies that in, in, in a sense, in a way, right? It's not like a direct correlation. It's more so a, a reward of like trophies, like congrats guys, like we did it. We did this together kind of thing, which is super cool. It's really really cool yeah 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 that's like that's actually like my my long-term vision is to create this kind of like memorable moment um and i know like it's not not like a like a huge project or an album which generally has more longevity or, or like mm -hmm. it has like more long-term kind of thing so but my vision long-term is like with the nfts and, mm -hmm. and the po-ups that it like the backers are also going to get for backing the project like this sort of medal for being early supporters mm -hmm. is exactly that what you just said like creating this moment in time where people are going to have this badge in their wallets that are going to be that that are going to remember them and, and i'm also going to be reminded that they supported this project early on so it's like yeah. a badge of honor for sure yeah makes makes a lot of sense talk to me through uh kind of like breaking down expenses um as a creative, this is very like very strategic and very well done. And you know, to 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 other people, it might seem like okay, you just broke down the expenses. But for other people that are trying to maybe replicate something similar that you did or Silencia did or Daniel Allen did, these things like we can't take for granted, right? So from cover art to photo shoot to lyric video animation, like how did you know these were all like the components that you needed to raise appropriately, right? And yeah. and structure the crowdfund the way you did. Like, how did you kind of walk me through your thought process of breaking that stuff down? So, so my thought process was kind of like also combined with the knowledge that I already have from releasing music previously and kind of like the teamwork we, mm -hmm. we usually do, uh, which is, you know, like 
getting the art ready, uh, figuring out if it's going to be like a, like a full on video, like with actors and actresses, mm-hmm. or if it's going to be like a lyric video, animated 3d stuff like that. And then marketing, um, I usually spend way less from, from like what's in the, in the crowdfund right now, but the, the core idea of the crowdfund is also to like, be able to release a song like, and take it to the next level and not like do it as I usually do it because yeah. usually, uh, being independent is cool, but the caveat to that is, um, there's no funds, you know, there's no, no investment. So you're basically just, uh, investing in, in your music from your own pocket. So that's why usually, you know, usually labels come in and, and invest in the project and stuff like that. So my thought process, um, kind of like breaking down the funds was combining what I've done before and kind of like mm-hmm. seeing how I kind of take that to the next level. So maybe hiring a better PR person, mm-hmm. um, you know, instead of going like the stereo mastering route, maybe I can master the song by stems. Um, artist fees are um, what the songwriter and the singer, which are, are uh-huh. different to different people are going to be paid as well. Um, even though they were like, Oh no, don't worry. I don't need to get paid. I was like, no, like I'm running this crowdfund, which is gonna, you know, probably raise uh, 10k. You're you're getting a cut of it for sure. Yeah. And then you know, just um, reaching out to people and getting quotes, getting quotes for uh, video production, getting quotes for cover artwork, uh, getting quotes for photo shoots and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And kind of like when I did the 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 funds and kind of like the breakdown, I did it with. ETH at like 4,200 and now it's like way less. So mm, interesting. <laughs> yeah. I may have to so, do well, some, that, some adjustments there. So, so does that, did that screw up your process at all? Um, not really. Uh, but now that I see the results, I think it might've been smart to do the, the use of funds section, maybe denominated in ETH instead of dollars. Like keep, keep percentages like kind yeah. of like the same yeah because very yeah, volatile so yeah makes a lot of sense but look regardless uh it's almost at what almost at 9k 2.77 eth to date yeah. your goal was 2.5 eth so you have a lot to be uh proud about and to celebrate and, yeah of course of course really happy about it it's really exciting and one thing i wanted to ask you why did you put it so that the creator doesn't retain anything so um, a lot of people have asked me this question and and uh usually my answer is like i wanted to make it clear that i want that i was trying to build something for the people and not for me so i was really focused on like probably like under promising and over delivering Uh Uh, and, and also like creating something where where you put in X amount of ETH and I'm trying to basically make sure that I'm giving more than what I'm asking for. So the goal of the token is not to like, uh, for me to retain something and then get some ETH out of there and, and kind of like uh, make money in that sense. But the, the goal of the crowdfund is to build like the foundation of the community. And and I'm, I'm more focused in people becoming fans, becoming collectors, becoming 
like holding on to these pop-ups and and holding these milestones and enjoying the music like on, yeah. on a different level than 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 making money from the crowdfund. I would I would have probably kept some percentage if the goal was higher, but since the goal since the goal was really small, I was kind of like okay, I'm gonna make the maximum like I'm gonna take the maximum advantage of this 2.5 ETH to build as much as I can until I run out of funds, basically. Yeah, yeah, makes a lot of sense. Dude, amazing. I love to see it. Uh, I'm excited to kind of follow it and, and to follow your progress and to see more of it come to life. Um, and for us, all of us to who supported and back to embrace the value of the mechanics that you kind of laid out for all of us to enjoy. Uh, I want to I shift the conversation a little bit um, all right. to how do you properly value a song? on chain how do you how do you know whether a song needs to be worth 0.1 eth 1 eth 10 eth how do you think about that well that's a tough question adam <laughs> yeah well i think i think it comes down to like if like if i were looking at songs uh let's say in catalog and, and i was like kind of like browsing to see maybe what i cope or or, or, or buy I say um, the artist has has like a lot of influence in how I value a song. So I would like to see an artist putting in the work, uh, not just in the song, but, you know, putting in the work. Like you see them working, you see them creating content, you see them getting involved, you see them um, kind of like valuing Web3 for what it is and, and kind of like giving respect to that. And, and kind of like taking it serious, you know, you don't want to like, for, I, I wouldn't want to, to, to invest in an artist that's just taking advantage of Web3 and kind of like just putting out music just because it's the perfect time to make one ETH for a song on catalog. Yeah. But because they really believe in this stuff and, and, and you can really see the passion and, and their, like the lo their love, not only for music, but for technology in their eyes. So I think that's uh, when a song, for me, uh, shifts from being worth 0.1 to being worth one. When I see that I'm mm -hmm. not just investing in in in, in one-off projects, but uh, investing in in the artist's career and and future, because I see longevity in them. Hmm. Interesting. So, so that tells me that the price of a song should be determined by the collector, not by the artist. Because everything that you just mentioned is kind of like how you value an artist and their craft and what they're doing with the community and everything that they've kind yeah, of yeah, of course, of course. So you think it should be more from the collector's point of view rather than the artist's point? Yeah, of view. I think I think they. I think me as an artist, the the I can only control what I can control. So right for me as an artist is like the maximum I can do is like put a price tag randomly. Uh, Basically, just depending on how I feel about the song, how much work did I put in, how how important or how emotionally attached I am to it, and mm -hmm. also you know I can I can add like perks and stuff. You know I can add yeah. maybe uh, rights or maybe I can add like licenses for mm -hmm. stems and remixes and maybe the artwork and maybe shows and stuff like that and kind of like make the NFT more valuable that way. Yeah, and then I can randomly put a price tag on that. But at the end of the day. Uh, it's the collector that's going to say either, wow, this is just too expensive. I'm going to buy it or wow, I'm getting this right now. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. 
Let me ask you, what do you think the relationship between music and crypto will look like in the next few years? I think in the next few years, it's going to become more of a hybrid in, in the sense like we're still going to be dabbling in Web2 stuff. So we're still going to be in Instagram and Spotify and Apple Music. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, people are going to be able to listen to music uh, publicly for free. Um, but musicians are going to have like this very closed group of super fans that uh, become collectors and, and and hopefully more than that, you know, become investors and, and start earning from master royalties and streaming platforms as well yeah. as, as artists. And I think um, also artists are going to become more and more independent and maybe also like a hybrid there in, in, in terms of like artists are going to be able to decide what services they need or they don't from record labels and be able to negotiate uh, from that. Uh, because, you know, with Web3, uh, maybe you don't need the the advance anymore. Maybe you just need, like, mm. infrastructure or you yeah. need certain services that labels sure. provide. But maybe you don't need to give 80% anymore of your masters. Maybe you can retain control of them and then, you know, maybe have different deals. But I think uh, for musicians and for music industry, the landscape looks pretty independent and looks at, yeah. at, at a scenario where us artists are taking back control. So do you think the market will favor more independent artists than uh, those who have record labels and already set off and well and well off and whatnot? Um, I think it's going to be a hard battle because, you know, labels have deep pockets, um, but fan base and, and, and super fans and collectors are going to be able to provide that for their artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think um, I'm not sure if, if one or the other is going to win, but I'm, I think uh, Web3 is definitely going to level out the battlefield for us. Cool. I love it. My last question for you, Kay, for those who want to kind of replicate and follow your footsteps on what you've done uh, since 2020, any tips from them, any, any words of encouragement, uh, anything that you, you'd like to share that you kind of learned along the way that would make them skip some steps? Of cetera, course, of course. Yeah. Um, I'd say the most important thing is just do, you know, just jump in and, and do. Uh, I spent a lot of uh, weeks or, or even months reading a lot of stuff from, you know, uh, the crypt and, and the defiant and all this stuff listening to bankless and 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 good podcasts out there like mm-hmm. yours but thank you <laughs> um you're welcome but um i learned the most when i was you know making mistakes when i was getting uh, failed transactions on on, on etherscan um when i was signing up to to protocols when i was connecting my wallet to certain things buying nfts selling stuff so i would say like just do you know sign up to all these platforms sign up to catalog uh sign up to sound xyz sign mm-hmm. up to mint songs maybe create your first editions on mint songs and kind of like get a hold of like you know the the whole mechanics and and the one thing and the one mistake that i did at first uh was not getting involved first before creating all this stuff so um of course my advice here is like get involved you know get on uh twitter get on conversations 
answer questions, ask questions, follow um, people of influence that, uh, depending on your niche, follow people that talk about those topics that you like, and uh, get on discords, get involved in communities, and create relationships, send DMs to people, connect on a personal level, um, share, give feedback, and kind of like build relationships because at the end of the day, people like to help people they know. So I think it's very, it's very, very good that um, you get out there and, and build these relationships and kind of like meet people. Even if you don't do anything, it's just really cool to, you know, build uh, kind of like a very close friendship circle of people, yeah, like sure. like-minded people that inspire each other and motivate each other and kind of like creates this positive like never-ending circle where you're just basically feeding each other and kind of like making each other better so that's yeah. pretty cool too. i love it dude charlie crown thank you man i appreciate you being on good luck with the crowdfund uh and thanks adam that off. i, I hope more it. money comes in good luck with everything that you're trying to do we should do this again in the next few months and do like a re, re catch up a recap of what for sure for happened. sure i would love to i would love to i'm always <laughs> open to come in your podcast i love it Thanks for inviting me and, and it was a really, really fun time. Thank you so much. You got it. Of course.